welcome to the Brand Clarity Podcast, hosted by Visions to Images and Susie Libertor. The Brand Clarity Podcast highlights several different topics, including entrepreneurship, franchises, and digital marketing trends. Visions to Images helps corporations and franchises with their branding, website, paid advertising, and digital marketing. Hello, everybody. Today, I have Jeff Duden on the podcast, and he is the CEO of Homefront Brands. And I'm excited to have him on just to kind of chat and talk to him about the franchise industry. As you guys know, we do marketing in the franchise industry. So it's always exciting to have fellow people come on and talk about their journey and obstacles and everything that they've overcome. So Jeff, tell us how you got started in this field, industry, Homefront Brands, all of it. Oh, sure, Susie. Uh, I'll give you the Cliff Note Reader Digest version of it. Uh, as we've talked before, I'm a Chicago guy and a good fellow Midwesterner and came out to the top of a mountain in beautiful Boone, North Carolina to Appalachian State University on a football scholarship where I cut my teeth in business by creating a, a painting business, uh, doing student housing apartments. So I had a roommate. Uh, I had worked the trades in Chicago and I had a roommate and he had a truck. And to me, that looked like a business opportunity. So we started the painting business and and I really wanted to stay over the summer. And uh, so we we recruited all the athletes that were uh, taking classes over the summer and we went and won the contracts for the student housing apartments. So that was my first real entrepreneurial experience and got a degree in marketing. And from there, a buddy called me right after I had graduated. I had a girlfriend at the time. We were pretty serious. She, I was waiting on her to graduate. And I, I really wasn't, didn't take any job interviews. I was like, well, just looking for my next adventure. Buddy calls me and he says, hey, this huge hurricane hit South Florida. So we hopped in our little truck and we drove down there and cut our teeth in the insurance restoration business. 1994, myself and three other partners moved up to Central Florida and we started a business that would turn into a company called Advanaclean some years later. And in 95, I moved back up to the Carolinas to get married and create our second location. So over the next 10 years, we became a kind of a national company doing disaster response. We opened up offices around the Southeast, North South Carolina, and, and maintained offices in Florida. And then I bought my last partner out in 04. At the first time, you know, hired uh, a consulting group because, you know, everything that I had learned was kind of self-taught and we were in our own little echo chamber growing our business. And it was the first time I ever saw a purpose, vision, mission, value statement. And about half of this seven page document was how to expand our commercial services and our direct business. And the other half was this franchising uh, vision that we had been chasing for three or four years, but we just hadn't been able to get off the grounds. We moved on the commercial services vision. We bought tractor trailers and, and semi-trucks and generators on wheels and big big things like that. And then sure enough, preparation met opportunity and Hurricane Katrina hit the Gulf Coast and we mobilized down there for the next four years, doing a lot of work, helping the people uh, recover and government facilities. But one night I was driving back and I was in the middle of the night and I was missing my my son's first football season. I realized that, you know, I grew up, I was a below average student. I was an above average athlete and that averaged out to about a C across the board, I guess, as a person. But, you know, I said, I'm never going to be home doing this. So I, I made that decision in the middle of the night to sell all of our company stores under a franchise model, which we did in 2006, seven and eight. And then we launched to the market as a franchise in 2009. And nine years later, I sold the business to Home Franchise Concepts out of Irvine, California. 
the parent company of Budget Blinds. We had 240 locations operating in 37 states. So that was my franchise journey. And uh, my business coach at the time told me to, whatever you do after you sell your company, take time off. Everything that you do, drive deeper inside your purpose mm-hmm. and make sure it's aligned with your purpose and resist the temptation to just try to do it again, bigger, better, faster. Right. So I took three days off and then I disregarded all of that advice and got right back into franchising. And uh, and then we uh, a couple of years later, we founded this Homefront Brands business that we're, that we're growing right now. We went out and acquired six companies into the Homefront platform over about eight months. We got those things uh, to market in October, November 22. So we've been cracking at it and we're having great success. And we got some uh, incredible businesses on the home front. We're very excited about what the next uh, 10 years is going to bring. That's exciting. Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing. That's a lot of information. I've never really dived into selling of a business or having people buy franchises, buyouts of it. So tell us kind of how that looks for you if somebody's interested in getting bought out, is that beneficial? How do you know it's the right time? As founders, like you are, yeah, you, we, we have all of our identity wrapped up in our business. Mm-hmm. And it's a, it's a passion project. Nobody, well, we think nobody understands what we went through to get the business there, all the personal sacrifice, personal growth that you had to go through to get it there. So for a lot of founders, it's a very challenging thing to, to sell their business. For me, and, and it's personal to everybody. If the business is smaller, uh, then sometimes you would use a business broker to, to do something like that. But if it's a larger business, you really have to have representation in that. And you need to run kind of a competitive process yeah. uh, to, to kind of get the best outcome because there's a lot of inbound people that will say, hey, I'd like to invest in your business and I'd like to buy it. The worst thing you can do as a founder is advocate on your behalf in that process. You need to kind of get out of the way and let professionals handle it to give you the best options that you can. If you, I spent 24 years and 11 months building that business, I would be unqualified to you know find the best situation for that. So, so get out of the way and, and, and let somebody else handle it. And I wanted to, I really, really wanted to put our franchisees in the best spot possible, you know, the perception, uh, the the intent was to find a company that had resources, find a multi-brand platform so that the company could go on and fulfill some bigger destiny. I was also, you know, it was one of those things where I'd been doing it for 24 years and 11 months. I was 50 years old. And if I was going to do something else that I needed to get cracking. So it was one of those things, but I would have never done it had I not got it around a bigger table. So I joined an organization called YPO, which is Young President's Organization. It's one of the largest CEO organizations in the world. What I realized is I started participating in in forums and I started hanging out with those people is that I was one of the few people that hadn't sold the business inside of there. So once you were subject to what we're exposed to, it wasn't so scary anymore. And I I was able to look at things a little bit more objectively and take myself out of the equation. Uh, somebody that I, I cared for a lot once said, you know, is this the most responsible decision we can make for the families that we're responsible for? And I think if you ask yourself that question, a lot of times that's going to put you over the target, making a good decision. Yeah, I think that's great. I mean, I've never thought about that someday, maybe, but um, it's always interesting to hear that perspective. So, and congratulations on the growth of Homefront Brands. Let's talk about that. 
So tell us what Homefront Brands really is, for those who don't know. The problem we set out to solve was if we could build the most responsible franchise platform that we could possibly imagine, Mm -hmm. what would that look like? You know, there's different companies that being in the industry and and, uh, really serving and and coaching and, and participating and traveling, we've gotten to know so many of the franchise organizations kind of from the inside through the executives and friends and, and all the, all the things that we've done. So we looked at it and we said, well, who did the best with the territory model and why, uh, who did the best with technology and why, what are the kinds of people that you need? If we're going to build a billion dollar platform and we were going to start today and, and we aspired to make no mistakes that yeah. we would never have to go down an, uh, uh, an alleyway and have to back up, and put our franchisees through switching cost of an operating platform or all of this, you know, some change management in a franchise system is, is a very nuanced thing uh, because you're dealing with all these families and these people that are do, running their business and, and they might not be as ready as you are in the moment to change their operating platform or roll out a new programs. So if we looked across all of those things, what's, you know, what, what are the things that need to be centralized and uh, what what's the best you've ever seen in, in data and insights and dashboards? So we took a look and we took a long time to figure out if we were going to do it right from the beginning, what would that look like? And that's the vision that we went to market with. And we attracted incredible executives that said, you know what, that's exactly right. What if we could do that? And, and then really, it starts with underlying assets. Like, who are the companies that we would need? What spaces do we want to be in? You know, the, sometimes the riches are in the niches. But it also costs the same to support a $200,000 franchise as a $2 million franchise. So what are the businesses that are going to have to scale that are going to be able to afford kind of a Cadillac franchise platform support system and all the technology and and, and uh, accoutrement that goes with it? And that's what we did. So so we went out and we acquired these six businesses and they, it was all very strategic. And it was it was really good, solid underlying businesses. And then we spent the entire 2022 putting together the platform on which these things were going to scale. That's amazing. Hey there, I want to interrupt this episode with a quick message. If you're listening to this podcast episode and want to learn about branding your franchise or small business, then go to brandingbridge.com. That's branding-bridge.com. So you help franchisors kind of find the territories? Well, no, we're, we are the franchisor. So we acquired all of these businesses. So the way that we design the territories is, uh, you know, not a population-based model, but using data and analytics and, and things. And also how would the territory structure play together if a, a dynasty owner that we call it in our brand, somebody wanted to build a big property service platform in Cleveland where you are, right. yeah. how would these territories need to play together so that somebody could own two or more of our brands in the okay. same geography gotcha. and and what would the technology need to look like to where sophisticated business owners or corp- people that have built businesses or or run large businesses, what kind of tools would they be accustomed to using? Because a lot of times in franchising, right? We Like I did with my business, the first one was we grew along the way and people had to be very patient with us. To, Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. So... Uh, so that's that's you know in, in essence what we did and who we built it for really for people that want to build a dynasty and create generational wealth for yeah. them and their them and the people they care about. Yeah, that's a, that's great. Thank you. 
The next question I want to ask is about marketing, of course, right? So what did you do to really market and get your business to scale and grow? Talking about homefront brands. The first thing you want to do when you look at a business and any of these businesses that we acquired, we put them through the same rigorous market positioning process. So first of all, we're big blue ocean strategy people. So uh, I'm not sure you're familiar with that methodology, but uh, we use blue ocean strategy tools to basically just take a look at the market and see if we're missing anything from you know where the direction of the business. Are there niches that we're that we're missing? Gotcha. What are our points of differentiation? And then we brought in a, a great executive, uh, ex Procter and Gamble executive, to create our brand pyramids. You know, are you a hero? Are you a what? What kind of brand are you? Uh, what's your brand archetype? You know, what do you stand for? And then how can you look at all the different brands and make sure that across all the the brands, the platform, that you are consistent in you know who you are and and the problems that you solve and the kind of look, tone, and feel that you want to have inside of it. So we we really did a lot of work. It's almost like Every time we brought in a brand, we started almost, we try to look at it with a fresh set of eyes and say, not just, you know, kind of get lazy and say, well, this is what they do. So this is what we're going to do. Really look at it and say, how can we optimize this? And then what do we need to do from a marketing perspective? Because the first thing you have to ask is who's the customer? Absolutely. Yeah. Who is the customer? I know that too well. (laughs) Yep. And, uh, and you have to all that. So, so fundamentally, that's what we did. And then we don't want to have franchisees come in and then sit them in. And I know this is you're preaching to the choir. I'm preaching to the choir here with you, but we don't want to have them come in and make them marketers and have to sit in front of their computer for 60 hours a week and no. learn how to use Facebook business manager. So we've centralized want to do that. They're like, yeah. no. <laughs> yeah. So we want, you know, we want our franchisees out there building relationships, doing belly to belly sales, doing estimates, uh, building a team that's going to fulfill the work and, uh, you know, making an impact in their communities. So anything that can be centralized, whether it be, you know, our marketing services, which we which we do, and, and we do incorporate some vendors into that. But we also, I've learned that you always need to keep your hand in marketing because it's so dynamic. If it's a core competency, I mean, we all depend, uh, franchisor, franchisees, everybody on customer acquisition. We got to keep the got to keep the leads coming and the flow of the work coming, and Absolutely. we we got to gain market share every year. So. So we're always going to have our hands relatively deeply in that. So we we participate in that. And then, and then we drop these leads on, on a call center and we meet the franchisees at the front doors. You know, I think there's something called affiliation benefit and good franchisors measure accurately the number of leads and the amount of dollars and jobs and everything that comes from being affiliated with the brand, from the thing that the franchisor either does independently or things that they do in concert with the franchisees. So, and then that's something that makes franchisees feel good about their investment and their affiliation with the brand. I love that you talked about consistency, look, tone, and feel like that is preaching to the choir. (laughs) I'm all about consistent in all of marketing, branding, everything that's that's where that's our sweet spot, right? And, and it's everything. It's not just, oh, the logo and the colors and the fonts. It's literally everything. And especially when you work with like people in the franchisees, they might want to try to do something completely off point. And we're, we're like, hang on, let's work with you and make it so that it's on brand, but we'll still use your idea, right? And so there's those pieces that are always missing sometimes with that. And it's like, you can't do that. So you're like talking to me and I'm like, yeah, I get it. (laughs) Yeah. I think that's a challenge with some franchisors. 
the maturity and the intellectual humility that you have to have to understand that some great ideas are going to come from the franchise network. So you have to have a mechanism for collecting those. And now franchisees also need to understand that you have a roadmap, technology, marketing, product offering, and that if they send something in today, you know, they'll, they might, man, you know, I've had a man want to manage up and say, all right, well then Monday, what's, what's the action plan on this item? It's like, well, we're going to take it into our strategy meeting and, you know, maybe 60 or 90 days from now, we might come to you and say, we want to do a pilot. Uh, we want to watch what's going on here, but yeah, we're, we're interested in doing this, but like, it's our responsibility to fully vet out any marketing program, any new product offering and use it with one, two, three, four franchisees before you roll it out to the entire network, right? You got to research, test, and proven is, is, is a big part of trust. You also, you know, have to have to be available. Part of leadership is, is being accessible and being available. And we rolled out an entire new product line in AdvantiClean that came directly out of one of our franchisees, a line of business that they were doing before they joined. And it ended up being a home run for us. And uh, it was great. So there is there is a give and a take uh, yeah. inside of that. You don't want to dilute the brand with a bunch of don't put pizzas in your McDonald's, but maybe a grilled nugget or two isn't too off brand or a salad. 100%. Yes. Great. So my last question to you is what advice would you give somebody if they were starting off in the franchise industry? They're really trying to get things going. As a franchisor or a franchisee? We'll say franchisor. Start if you if you have one location, mm-hmm. that's great. You need to first of all benchmark yourself against the industry. Pull down, uh, go to one of the four or five states where FTDs are free online, and pull down your competitors. And particularly look at the at the item nineteen and say, all right, if you're a fitness studio, what is your revenue and profit uh, versus the industry? Are you above? Yeah. Are you right at it? Are you are you below? Because at the end of the day, if, if you start on this journey and you go to market with what you have, then you realize that it's really not competitive, then you're going to have to go back to the drawing board anyway. So do a little bit of homework and, and step back and be critical of yourself on it. Second thing is start a second location. Operating one location is great. Business is full contact and every business is hard. But if you want to really test yourself at how good your systems scale, start a second Maybe then do a partnership with somebody and move to the next town over and start a third and work that out. So what we did in 2006, seven and eight was we sold our company stores under a franchise under the franchise model. So we had four owners operating 13 territories that we got all of our call center bugs worked out with, our technology bugs worked out, and they were very forgiving because they knew they were the first ones. Right. And uh, so when we went to market, like we we had it down and we sure. had been do, doing it for three years. So you could also do that in turn. And, and we had a lot of the stuff because we were operating multiple locations. There's a lot of things that you just can't anticipate when you're operating multiple locations like that. So that that would be the the second thing that I would do. I would agree with that. I mean, I work with franchisors when they're kind of starting off to some extent. I work with a few of them and it's got to be, you got to have the systems in place, right? Because mm-hmm. once you start to really grow and get more and more in, you're going to, you don't want the hiccups to be too big because it's not going to be good. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so we've actually put in a lot of systems, not only for marketing, but they put in other systems for everything as a whole. 
everything needs to be very strategic when you go to franchise. 100%. Great. Well, thank you so much for coming on. Um, If anybody wants to find you, what is the best way to find you? If you want to reach out to me, uh, you can find us at homefrontbrands.com. That's a great place to reach out. I also, if you want to watch uh, my Undercover Boss episode, reach out to me on LinkedIn, just Jeff Duden. And uh, we have a, a Vimeo link right on my profile to the Undercover Boss episode. So you can uh, connect with me on LinkedIn. That would be great. And uh, check out the Undercover Boss. Also, uh, I get a lot of uh, communication through Instagram and look out for our On the Homefront podcast, which uh, we've got eight episodes in the can. We launch it. It'll be uh, on the homefront.com or you can find it on the homefront, uh, uh, homefrontbranch.com website. But uh, first episode dropping, I believe, April 5th. So uh, who knows? Maybe I will have you on as a guest. That's super exciting. I love, I love that you're starting a podcast. Podcasts are so fun and they're great for so many reasons. And then, of course, I'm sure you know this, but you could repurpose and reuse little snippets and use it for content purposing, all that fun stuff. So it's really good that you're starting it. Thank you, everybody, for listening in on today's Brand Clarity episode with Susie Libertor. Two things. First and foremost, please, if you liked this episode, please subscribe and leave some positive reviews. Also, don't forget to sign up or stop sending your customers to the competition and get my insider secrets to compelling branding that converts. You can find that at branding-bridge.com. It's a free workbook for you to check out right now all of the branding techniques and strategies that I use for my paying clients.